Hello and welcome to Financial Education for the Nation and today, my secret to a happy retirement. guess not really that surprising um, financial planner. I'm a planner. I think we become almost like we do things habitually. Um, and in life, I like to plan things through. So planning is essential key to me to make sure that you have a good time, whether that's a holiday, making sure you've got your things lined up or whether it's looking for your retirement. But when it comes to your golden years of retirement, are they really going to be golden? Or they're going to be more copper, brass kind of thing. Um, I'm fortunate in the 26 years I've been a financial planner now to have met with thousands. I could calculate it so I wasn't exaggerating. And it is literally thousands of people to discuss their retirement plans and what they've got to do and what they're up to. And one of the things I'd say is in life there are patterns so habits that people do. So if you look at two good footballers, for example, they will typically do very, very similar things. If you look at the top football teams, you'll probably find their training systems and approaches are very, very similar because those patterns, those behaviors give a predictable re re uh, result. This is quite easy to sort of look at in, uh, in sports. You look at golf um, is another example that what people do gives a result. So these are called patterns of behavior. And the same with retirement planning is no different. If you look at people who have had a good retirement or are having a good retirement, you look at what they did in the run up to that period of time, you can see there are similarities. And this is one of the things I want to share with you today. So it's almost like the secret inside the knowledge um, without bigging it up too much, although it is important. It is very, very um, essential to understand. And if you don't know it, then you'll be wondering, actually, this is amazing. What we're looking at here are patterns. So habitual decisions, actions, behaviors of what individuals do to have a successful retirement you can benefit from it. If you copy their behaviors, if you copy their patterns, it's called modeling. In NLP, they call it a thing called modeling. If you model their behaviors, you get a very, very similar result. You don't always get exactly the same result because you've got all your own beliefs and um, values and everything else imprinted on it. So you have a slightly different result. But if you, the closer you follow their actions, the more closely your results will be. So it begins with know your number. And you know, I, I didn't coin this phrase, but I absolutely love this phrase, your number. I think it comes from a book called Lee Eisenberg, your number. He was a New York Times journalist and he wrote about um, dinner party conversations that he used to have with people and conversation would come up about, you know, what's your number? How much do you need? Was it a 500,000 million, 10 million, 15 million? How much do you need to retire? In it's individual, you know, it depends how much you need to be comfortable in retirement will depend on what your retirement looks like for you. Um, and it's unique. So your number is unique. And we calculate for our clients at Lexington, we calculate your number, how much, what's your number? Your, it's not really even a retirement number, it's a financial independence number. Because once you're financially independent, you then start making decisions slightly differently. So what's your number? Um, and your number specific to you will be different on what you've got going out what your lifestyle needs are like so you calculate your number by basically adding writing down all the things you expect to spend um typically in retirement but it could be done now you can say okay well if i want to be financially independent now what do i need 
um, and start writing all these things down. So you start writing down all your general expenditure and everything else. So it's important you get a comprehensive list of this. And you can go to warrantsheet.com. There's a spreadsheet on there that will help you go through this spending. And then you've got this number here. And you can then say, okay, now if you do it yearly, whatever your expenditure is, around about 25 times your expenditure on a yearly basis. If you do it monthly, it's 300 times. The sums work out the same, trust me. And that then gives you a capital sum to say, okay, this is what my financial independence is. But um, in retirement, we have what we call chapters, or what I refer to at least as chapters of your retirement. So um, I go through this in quite a lot of detail in the money plan in my book. The first chapter of your life tends to be the first sort of 10 years of retirement. And it's when you're a lot more active and your spending's a lot higher. So for example, you probably join the local clubs, whether that's a gym or a sports club or something or social club, you're out and about doing a lot more. You might travel more regularly. So you go longer haul flights because you're still young uh, in yourself. You're still fit and active. Um, you might take more cruises. Uh, but your spending generally is a lot higher, okay? So it's important we factor that in in our number, our, our expenditure. So we often get people to live out their bucket list. So, okay, what's your bucket list? What, what would you always want to do and you haven't yet done? You know, what are you going to miss? I want to look back with memories, not regrets kind of thing. Um, so your spending's a lot higher in the first 10 years. And then typically the second chapter hits in around about 75 and that's when longer haul travel tends to taper off now i've been doing this 26 years and i have learned that i've i've, I've, I've experienced that over that time that 75 is actually pushing out a little bit and i do have clients now saying oh no 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 i'll still be taking my long haul flights into my 80s i feel fine enough i think people are being more aware of their physical activity and mental activity to keep their health up but around that period these are sort of different shades of gray as it were so around about 75 you go into the second chapter which is probably less holidays so less long-haul travel you might look at downsizing your house because you still want to be young enough to fit into the community where you move to um, but of course you don't want to do it too soon because you still want the family over and everything else so you might consider downsizing your house when you get to this stage um, and reducing your costs um, that way so your expenditure will change at 75 and then when we go into the third chapter of our retirement which approaches around about age 85 ish um, our, we tend to find our expenditure for our clients does go down quite considerably um, they even eat out less often um, they certainly take less um, or less more expensive holidays they might still take trips away and things but they don't tend to be the same level as they were in the first 10 years or the second 10 years so the, the expenditure goes down these might seem obvious things but one thing that we do are mindful of the third chapter as it were is medical and social and healthcare. so we factor in the cost of needing not possibility of needing but actually the cost of needing care whether that's um, nursing care in your home or in a nursing facility because some people as they get to that age need that kind of support so we've kind of got like a u-shaped spending pattern we've got a higher level of spending in the first 10 years kind of drops down in the second 10 years and then potentially going up in the third 10 years but some research does say that that's not the case it is high low and it stays low because not everyone needs that level of nursing care um to fund it so it depends on where you sort of sit with it you can go to warrenshoot.com and download a spreadsheet to help you organize these figures so if you have too much money in retirement or not in retirement but later years into your retirement 
you then got to ask the question, well, if I factored in potential care costs, either why am I working now, if I've got so much money there, or why don't I front and load my retirement even more? And instead of flying economy, fly business, or instead of business, fly first. Um, and why don't I take those extra holidays that I want to do? So really die with memories, because we only get one chance of this. This is about, this is what financial planning is about, living life. Living life by design, not default. You know, putting things intentionally in place. Um, and if you know there's only two outcomes of this cash flow, either you run out of money or you've got too much money, both of which necessitate action. You run out of money. Okay, I need to put more money into my retirement plans. I need to pay down my debt sooner. I need to build up some more money. Maybe take more investment risk so I get a better return. So then I've got a lot more money. Or if I've got actually so much money that actually, I'm, and you might not think this logically, but we can factor in things like downsize in the house and such like. If you've got more money in your 80s, 90s than you really need, what's the point? We're factored in care. You've got all your overheads covered. Maybe you've got a secure level of income. Why don't we now start looking at taking finishing work early, working less now, um, holidaying more, helping children, grandchildren, that kind of stuff, or even physically just gifting money into trust so we reduce our inheritance tax liability. Now, my folks, that's what financial planning is about. But to cover those costs, I kind of went off on a tangent there about financial planning, but to cover those costs with your expenditure in retirement, what we then look at is what money's coming in. So we've got our expenditure in retirement, what we think it's going to be. We've gone through all of those, we've filled in the spreadsheet. And then we look at, okay, what income have we got coming in that's going to support those costs? So we might have pension income already, so we can look at our pension income. We look at the state pension, we can get a forecast online through the government gateway or by completing a BR19 form. Um, if there's gaps in your state pension history, we might want to top those up, fill those gaps in so we get the full state pension or as full as we can get. Um, we might want, need to put more money into our pension. We might have some defined benefit pensions uh, from other sources that we can do so we can pull on those as well. But once we know what we've got so far, there might be a shortfall. So we've got um, X coming in and Y going out. Let's say we've got £20,000 coming in, but we've got £30,000 a year going out. Okay, what, how do we fund that difference? Well, we fund that difference through funding a pension, typically. That's the most tax-efficient way of doing it. But one of the things, but calculating how much that money you need is what we call the rule of 300. So if you need, for example, um, uh, £200 a month, if you need about £200 a month extra at retirement um, than you've got coming in, you multiply that by 300, so 200 by 300 is 60,000. You need an extra 60,000 pounds saved to meet that. And the, the tools on the Warren Shoot website can help you calculate how much you need to do that. And it will depend on how long you've got to retirement and what investment return that you're able to achieve, what risk you're able to accept will dictate and how much you need to put away. But basically, if you start putting that money away now to achieve that 60,000, you're more likely to have enough money retirement than not. The second thing is knowing it now, that money you put away is going to be less than if you left it till next year or the year after or five years time. You know, the earlier you start, the better. And the other thing you've got is if you can't afford what the calculation is. So let's say, for example, you've got to put away more than 20% of your income. Remember the the allocation of our income, 30, 50, 20. That's my, my broad, broad brush. 50% of your income goes on fixed overheads, 30% of your money goes on variable overheads, and then 20% of the money is saved or repaid debt. If you need to put more than 20% away, 
Maybe start with 20 or what you can afford and then index that every year. Make a commitment to keep increasing it. And when certain things drop off, top it up. So a a term insurance policy might finish. You don't need that anymore. Let's put that premium into the pension. Let's keep topping up. I get a pay rise at work. Let's put that top up into the pension. I get a bonus. Let's put that straight into the pension. All these incremental increases are going to help build towards that. Um, Start planning for your retirement now. Okay, even if it's on a small scale, start putting money away for, for your time. Now, I love it when I get messages from um, my younger viewers who start saying, oh, yeah, you know, really motivated me to start investing, putting money away. Because the sooner you start, the bigger the pot's going to be at the other end. And if, you've, if you're younger and you're listening to this, if you've got one advantage over all the older people listen to it, is it's time. They might understand things more than you. They might know things more than you, but they don't have time. You don't have to know everything about investing to start. So just start investing. And when you start, don't stop and just keep it going. Um, Because over time, that money will grow. Compound growth is your friend. It's the ninth wonder of the world. And you will be rewarded by that. You only get one chance this life. So let's make it count. Let's make our working life count. Let's make sure it's fruitful and we're enjoying it. We're making an impact. We're loving what we're doing. And let's make sure our retirement, our golden years, and not copper or brass. Okay, so I hope that has been insightful enough for you. A um, couple of takeaways are go to the Warren Shoot website, download the forms, let's really uh, nail our expenditure. When you listen to this, check out, see if the Truth About Money um, tool is available. Um, if it's not, keep checking back because it will be available very, very, very soon. Key your information there, create yourself a cash flow, and really take charge of your retirement. Now, you can do me a favor. I'd really appreciate if you could like Uh, share this channel whether you listen on the podcast or on youtube or wherever you're listening to Uh, like and share it the more people who watch and listen to it the higher at the rankings we go and then the more people get impacted by the message and then the more questions i get going in and then they might ask a question that you hadn't thought of if they win you don't fail because what you want is you want to retire at at a time when it is an abundance there's lots of money around and people are very very um Uh, affluent and comfortable because the environment will be better for everyone. So thank you very much for your time. My name is Warren Shute. This is Financial Education for the Nation. And until next time, you take care. If you haven't yet subscribed to my channel, please do so. There's a great number of back issues to go through. And remember, what makes us different on your financial journey is the support with access to downloads and templates on warrenshute.com, the YouTube videos and podcasts, as well as access to me, a multi-award winning certified financial planner and certified international coach. So please do engage and let's get your finances sorted together.